Do you have trouble turning off your brain meat at night? I invite you to take a break from your thoughts and listen to ours for a while. This is Overthinking with Steph. Quit overthinking alone, overthinking with Steph is better. We're overthinking together. Yep, that was stupid. Let's come up with a whole new intro. Oh, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So that entire intro where I was just rambling was recorded with a microphone from my laptop. So you can hear all the buzzing. That's why I paid hundreds of dollars for this nice equipment. And I didn't even use it for that. So, hmm. Should I just leave it? Because that's real life. Everything can't be perfect at all times, Steph. Get a hold of yourself. So I just re-listened to that little babbling intro that I did. And I, I might put a portion of it in, but it's terrible. It's really terrible. Hello. It's Steph. I've been overthinking things for two months and I've been sitting on it because I'm like, oh, it'll be over soon. But it's been, it's been too long and I think that it's time. So I'm going to start doing a solo season, season two. Season one is wrapped. And as terrified as I was at the beginning to put each one of those episodes out into the universe, I will say that with every episode, that anxiety kind of went away a little bit. And I didn't think that would happen because I'm used to feeling some type of anxiety on the regular. Um, Yeah, some form of anxiety is always just there as, you know, a nice friend. They're not even nice. Not even a nice friend. They're just always just haunting me right there. That lingering friend or person. I don't know that we would call anxiety a friend. Although I have learned to live with anxiety. I'm going off on a tangent already. See, so these little mini episodes or the solo season kind of, I was aiming towards having them be like 10 minutes long. Um, But we'll see. I, I could probably ramble for days about anything and everything because my brain is fantastical. Mm-hmm. So here I am, sitting here in my loft, looking out of the window. The sun is setting, um, and I'm talking to Rusty, and he's just staring at me, wondering why I'm a, a freaking freak of nature. And Rusty is here with me. No! Go lay yourself down. You're so cute, though. I swear, every time I go to record, nothing works. And I could be doing it consistently, like weekly, every other day. For all of those recordings in season one, I messed up every single time and it took me forever to get the audio stuff working. So it sounds like uh, not much has changed for season two. Everything's messed up. Nothing's perfect. And I'm getting used to living right in that area of life, the imperfections and embracing them. Be that as it may. I will say that, you know, two months have gone by uh, where I'm quarantined, safe at home, in the middle of a freaking pandemic. So there's that. I'm sure you're all aware. And (laughs) I've resorted to now talking to myself. This is real weird. Just sitting here by my lonesome. It's hard enough talking with someone else about 
the inner workings, uh, like the cockles of my brain meet. But here I am having to do, not having to, I have made the choice. Actually, this is fun. I like talking to myself, so maybe this will be a thing. Josh and I were like talking about it and he's like, what about, you know, 10 minutes each? I'm shooting for 10 minutes. It might be one and a half. It might be, I might record a whole audio book right now. (laughs) We'll see. I've learned one thing and that is go with the flow. We'll talk on that during a different episode um, called Redefining a Productive Day, but more on that later. I've been writing a little bit, not as much as I thought I would, but you know, I'm giving myself a damn break. I've been engaging with some of you on Instagram per usual and getting some feedback and thoughts and, you know, always keeping things anonymous. But I think what I'm going to do is just read some of my little journal entries, see where the wind takes me with that, and then tie in some questions from you all or, you know, some thoughts and feedback, some polls Today I did a poll on Instagram saying who's better, George Michael or Bruce Hornsby. I might share those results. I might not. But here I am. Happy to be here. And I think what I'm going to start out with is a journal entry about the importance of saving yourself. My neighbor just waved at me in my window and I'm in my underwear. I don't care if I'm in my underwear. This is my house. I just waved back and smiled and then dropped it low. I'm just kidding. I didn't. (laughs) Oh my gosh. These are going to be the longest episodes ever if I'm left to my own devices. So I had this dream and it was so vivid. I remember a good amount of my dreams, but they're not worth writing about. I mean, some of them are, they're off the wall and very strange, but this one, I like felt it when I woke up. It's the kind that you look around and you're like, is this actually happening? Am I drowning? And I wasn't. That's good. It's great. But I still felt like it was inside. So I had to write about it. That's so that was the first entry in my journal. So I think I'll read that aloud. I think I'll read that aloud. How awkward. Is this what it's like to do an audiobook? You just have to sit there and read your own words for the <laughs> the world to listen. I use that term lightly. I think there's I have an established podcast audience of like 372 people, but I love every single one of you. All right, here we go. I've never, I don't know about this. This is, bear with me. Save yourself. Last night I had a dream, a nightmare, I suppose, that I woke up from in a panic. My fists were clenched. I recently found out from a friend on Facebook that my family sold my childhood home. The home I spent 27 years in. Nope, that wasn't part of the nightmare. That was real life. I found that I... Out? (laughs) Canadian now. I found that out 18 days ago. In this nightmare, I was back at my childhood home and my family was there. Extended family too. Even Rye and Papa, who were dead. They were all sitting on the back patio. For some reason, I was the only one who knew that this massive tsunami was about to hit. I ran out to the backyard frantic, screaming to them to get in the house and upstairs. I explained that they needed to move now or else they'd be dead. I saw the wave forming behind them. They just stared at me, blank faces. They didn't get it. They didn't get me. 
It's one of the most helpless feelings, knowing that someone is going to be gone soon and they're looking past you, through you almost. I'm trying to save you, don't you understand? But they didn't understand me. I was so frustrated. No time for hurt feelings or sadness, sheer frustration. I ended up having to physically move them into safety and I did it. I woke up and I had been swept away. I had drowned. Sometimes you have to save yourself, fight for yourself. Well, that was on 420. Then a similar dream. I mean, I'm sure you all have recurring dreams. I don't, but I had one on 5-4, May 4th. So I, you know, brilliantly called it Save Yourself Part 2. This morning, I woke up from a nightmare that felt familiar. I haven't really had recurring dreams before today. Not sure what it is about tidal waves and trying to save people. Probably religion. Yep, I'll blame religion. I can blame a lot of my anxiety problems on religion. This time I was in my loft and my mom was there. I saw outside of my loft windows that a large wave was forming yet again. A smaller one had already crashed into my loft windows and broken one. Water was starting to pour in. I had Chewy in this dream, my old pup who passed away, and of course was trying to save him with one hand. I yelled out to my mom to please help me gather all of my hard drives, my life's work. She just stared at me. I know a lot of you might not understand the importance of like gathering your hard drives. Photographers, creatives, you'll get it. She just stared at me, through me once again, and instead started collecting things that didn't matter, like the DVR box. I don't even have a DVR box, but somehow in this dream, there was a DVR box in my house. It's important to them. The DVR box was important to them. Something I felt was so useless, but so much more important than me and my things. Something worth saving, that DVR box. (laughs) More than things that I created that were my whole life. Made sense, though, in the dream and in real life. I've learned that you can't save others and you can't convince them that you're important. That can only be done for yourself. I think a lot of people live there in that place, feeling helpless, needing to be saved. The only time they come to life is when they're actively saving other people. Some of us find our self-worth and how hard we exhaust ourselves trying to save others when really we should be using that energy to be good to ourselves. If we all did that, we would have healthier relationships with others and with ourselves. Sometimes, oh my gosh, I'm allowing, I allow myself to get pretty, pretty cheesy, like a hunk of, big hunk of Parmesan cheese in that journal, but It is important to just start writing and not filter anything out. And so when I was writing about um, people being stuck in in that mentality, you know, that's how I was raised too, the saving other people. Religion, um, a lot of what I was taught was, you know, witnessing to other people and sharing your testimony with the hope that they will become a Christian And, you know, save them from eternal damnation and burning in a lake of fire. (laughs) You can't save people. You can't save people if they're not ready to save themselves. And I'm realizing what that looks like now and the boundaries that you have to implement in order to save yourself. So when I moved away 10 years ago, I thought that was saving myself. And it was in that moment physically, like physically distancing myself But, 
you know, that still carries on with you. That's like luggage that you're bringing um, and layers and layers of trauma and things that I didn't let myself even. (laughs) It's like I, I shoved it so far down. I didn't even let myself address that or talk about it. I would say until a couple of years ago and then really not actively working on it until recently. So I think it is important to help others when they're ready to be helped, but you can't put your worth in saving other people. That is an extreme letdown. I found that out quickly. I, you know, I've lost someone very, very close to me over the last couple of years. And when that person is gone, you realize that, you know, that pain that they were going through and enduring on a regular basis that was haunting them. You can't take that away for them. You can't. And as much as you want to make it your life's mission and find your worth in fixing others, I don't I just don't think that can happen. This is a hard topic to talk about because it's it's different for everyone and it's a hard hard conversation to have because if you're in a place where you need help right this second, there's help. There are people that will walk you through that and I'll leave that number at the end of this podcast, but <sighs> I heard a song today that I want to share just a piece of it with you. And if you want to go check it out afterwards, I, I hope you do. It really brought me some type of, I mean, two years later, it, it brought me, um, I keep saying peace, but it did. It brought me the peace that I needed in missing this person that I lost and grieving the person that I lost. I didn't grieve for a long time. And this song kind of wrapped it up in a way that I felt just letting someone know that they are perfect the way that they are for who they are just for existing and reminding them as much as you can that you are there for them and that you love them. That is so important. And that's all you can really hope for is that they knew that when, when they were gone. So I want to share this with you. You had a burden I couldn't cure I wasn't certain I wasn't sure I didn't know What I should do To help you feel bad About you You were the whisper in my heart The breath it took away The answer to my prayer I prayed for every day You were the understanding Life's hard and it is rough The falling and the landing In this miracle of love And I wish you could have seen it The way that I do The way I wish you could have seen you the way that I do. Um, That's a song by Jamie Lawson called Miracle of Love. 
Yeah, it talks about, you know, the demons that we face and how hard that is to shed light in those dark spaces. When it comes to saving ourselves, you know, what we can do about that. Really going into those deep, dark, sometimes horrible and scary parts of yourself and ask, why do I do these things? Why am I the way that I am? Why do I react that way? What makes me feel safe? Who am I? What are my values? What am I looking for in another person? What am I looking for in myself? Is this me? Am I living my truth? Have I held myself back? You know, and if there is that answer of this is not the real me, I I feel like I can't be me. Do your best to figure out how you can live your true self because that is a brand new life. It is, you know, it starts fresh right there when you can be you. There is hope. And once you find a glimpse of that hope and that feeling, you cling to it and you don't let it go. That is when it changed for me. And it is a process, but it's a process that's worth fighting for. I think what I've learned recently is it's okay to sit with yourself and figure out what you do like. And there are going to be a lot of things that are so confusing because you're like, do I, am I just doing that because I was, I was trained to do that? Or am I doing this because I really, it brings value to me and it makes me happier and it makes me calm. And, you know, it's going to be hard to decipher between what is, what is there because it's what was ingrained in you and what is there because you actually are choosing that on a daily basis. And I just, I hope that you will take the time with me to question yourself and to save yourself because this is life. This is your one damn life. And if you're not living it for yourself, no one else is going to live that for you. When it comes down to it, You wake up with yourself every single morning. You go to bed with yourself every single night. If you are not enjoying your life, you got to change it. You got to change it. And that's a process. It's taken me a long, long time. And I just, you know, I could sit on this until I'm on my deathbed. And then I'm like, crap, I should have said all this stuff. I want to take you on this journey with me. I'm not going to come at you and be like, I've arrived. Here's what you need to do. Here's the advice. No, are you kidding me? I don't know that that day actually comes. But what does bring us peace, I think, and what's brought me peace is talking about this. Clearly, I've been talking for 40 minutes. This is healing for me. I didn't know it would be. I thought this podcast was going to be for other people. And I thought my blog posts over explaining the overthinking of the podcast was going to be for other people. And I could cry right now while talking to nothingness in how much this has helped me with my anxiety. And what I posted on Instagram today that said, the more we talk about things, the smaller those things become. And I just messed that up. That's not even what it said. But what it actually did say was... Things get smaller when you talk about them. It just seems so matter of fact. Like it was just a screenshot that I saw. And it is so true. Even if I'm talking about it and recording these for myself, 
this is helping me just getting it out of my body that I've held, I've held onto this for so long. And I know people say that about writing. I think writing is great. I just sometimes have a hard time sitting down to do it. But talking it out with a therapist, talking it out with a friend, if you're by yourself right now, like I am, record yourself on a voice note on your phone, like just talk. I'm going to be there with you doing that. I love you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me ramble, even when there isn't a special guest and it's just me and my own, you know, special guest of my brain. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, I hope you're all doing okay. Be good to yourselves. Bye. Well, hey, thanks for overthinking with Steph. Can't wait to hear from you on the social. So make your way over to at Steph's podcast on Twitter and tell me your thoughts. Catch the breakdown on Patreon where we get into the nitty gritty and overthink the conversations in this episode. Until next time, keep creating scenarios that will never actually happen and live your one damn life. Don't you hate it when you wake up first thing in the morning? Mind is stirring. It's a red.